in any fishing tournaments in the Bemidji area the last year or so, you've probably run into Tourney Angler. It's a catch, photo, and release web program that has been used in fishing tournaments all over the area and will be used this Saturday at the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classics 20th Anniversary. Created by a couple of early 2000s Bemidji High School graduates and classmates, Mike Hendricks and Nick Von Holt. We'll hear their story next. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Well, it's the 20th anniversary of the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic. We're talking about it most of the week. Later this week, we will hear from a couple of members of the Knights of Columbus about the big event on Saturday and the fact that we can actually get down there and watch it. And we're going to reminisce with Bob Fitzgerald of Krauss Anderson. They put this thing together 20 years ago. Today, though, a couple of Bemidji High School classmates from the early 2000s, Nick Von Holt and Mike Hendricks. These are the guys who have created the website that they'll be using for scoring the Knights Columbus Walleye Classic. It's called Tourney Angler, and it was created by Nick Von Holt and Mike Hendricks. Guys, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us, Cap. Well, let's talk a little bit about each of you and, uh, and your uh, ties to Bemidji. Uh, start with you, Nick. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I grew up in the Bemidji area. I worked at Blue Water Bait and Sports for nine years. Uh, graduated from Bemidji High School in 2003 and went to Bemidji State, graduated with a business degree, and and uh, me and my wife moved away for a little while and moved back to the Bemidji area to be close to family, and um, I've been fishing the, fishing the local tournaments for the last uh, 20 years and just kind of had a passion for it and Enjoy the enjoy the group of guys we have. It's a special group of guys for sure. What about you, Mike? What's your story? Yeah, real similar to Nick. Um, grew up in Bemidji. Graduated in 03 with Nick. We actually uh, ran around a little bit together in high school. Um, went to Bemidji State University and, and like Nick, moved away um, out of state for a little while, but then came back and uh, have four kids and busy with sports and um, don't do a whole lot of fishing, but uh, I, I appreciate the fishing culture, put it that way. I'm I'm with you. I get to talk about it every stinking day, but I hardly ever get to do it. It's kind of frustrating, but I but I just I love talking to anglers. I love the passion they have, and I and I love what it brings to the North Country. No question about that. Well, guys, you have created Tourney Angler. It is a web-based uh, scoring program for fishing tournaments. These have gotten to be very popular the last couple of years with COVID, and I think uh, probably will continue beyond COVID due to the fact that it's probably better for the fish to use these. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, how this system works and what differentiates it from some of the others. And I don't care which one he answers. Yeah, well, <laughs> Nick, I'll jump the gun then. <laughs> yeah, so kind of our origin story was COVID-related. Um, like I'm not very familiar with fishing tournaments or fishing apps. Um, and then uh, uh, Nick approached me about 
um, kind of help helping build, uh, put something together for some custom scoring and weight conversions and such for, uh, I think a couple of tournaments that he was in. It was a couple of years ago now, so, uh, or a year ago, over a year ago now, so my memory's fading on it. But, uh, um, yeah, so we, uh, we're, we're using, um, you know, a, a website, um, kind of, you know, keep costs down and make it, uh, more accessible to people that maybe don't want to download apps or, or have, uh, you know, personal information floating around in different, different, uh, phone or, or, uh, Galaxy apps. Um, and, uh, it's, it's fully customizable. That's kind of our niche. Um, you know, we do a lot of different culling and, and, uh, you can do different species and, and, uh, weight conversions. And, um, we're always, you know, we try to be as responsive as possible to the anglers and as well as the, the tournament hosts to, to create something that, that fits their needs and wants and, and, uh, um, kind of, uh, you know, promote their tournaments and, and make it more accessible to the general public that's participating in them. And, and of course, you know, protect the fisheries in northern Minnesota. So they're there for several generations to come. But, yeah. And, Nick, you guys have been busy. You've been on already this year. I know you've been in a lot of tournaments, and you were in several last year as well. Yeah, yep. We, uh, we did the Northwoods uh, Derby Dash tournaments. And then uh, this this spring I kicked out, I should say it's kind of late winter, spring, we kicked out the Burbit Bash. I worked with a couple guys at Northwoods Bait to promote the tournament, and I was kind of thinking we were only going to have, like, I don't know, maybe 20 teams, and um, Brett McComas down at Target Walleye got got wind of it, and he promoted it at Target Walleye, and we ended up having, like, 70 teams for the deal, so that was that was pretty cool. Um, that was a that was a catch measure uh, hero shot and a video release, so that the video release kind of created a new element because <laughs> anglers had to release that fish and then submit it after the fact and so, so sometimes phones um act different ways but uh you know it was it was it was pretty cool to, to see those release videos and then we did uh the eagles this spring we took second place in that and then we just finished up with the the backwoods tournament um you know paul Schumer's bar south of uh, we got a call Tuesday. Um, they were concerned with the, the hot temperatures, keeping keeping the fish in the live wells for that duration of time, and then you know, doing the, doing the actual weigh-in. So Paul made the call to go to the catch catch photo release um, using Turney Angler, and we, we built the tournament in, in a day or so, and uh, went to the rules meeting and and uh, educated the the fishermen on how to use the app and ran the tournament successfully. Uh, it was it was a really slow day. I think there was only 109 fish uh, registered in the tournament. Um, the minimum length had to be 16 inches, and uh, it was the, the best the best five fish. So, um, but the the flat, calm, sunny day was was sure a, a challenging element. Um, one one of the things we did during that tournament to kind of make it special is we. We have a, a live leaderboard, and people make up their own team names and stuff. And we shut the shut the leaderboard off at noon, so we kept it kept it in suspense and made it a surprise at the end to, to see who the winner was. So it uh, created a pretty cool element for the fishermen and got everybody pretty excited and, and back to the bar to celebrate. So it's pretty cool. Mike, can you give us a definition of the different terms Nick used, the different shots, and and what the reasons are for those different shots? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so there's kind of, I guess, three 
um, forward-facing kind of main element to the app that, that we're very sensitive about and making it user-friendly um, for the fishermen, and and that is the the sequence of submitting a fish. So um, when you when you land a fish that that's ultimately going to score, uh, you'll enter in your unique pin uh, on uh, on the application, which will pull up your your virtual stringer. Um, at that point, you'll be given notice on on what size of fish you need to improve your score. So if it's uh, it's a fish that's not going to improve your score you can quickly discard it and you know throw it back in the honey hole that you're at um or move to a different spot and then if it is a fish that that that, uh, is going to improve your score that you want to you want to put in your stringer um you're ultimately going to take uh you know two photos and a release video and it can be different you know from tournament to tournament what the tournament host um requires um but it typically entails a scoring shot so um a bump board uh we've done you know just typical you know family measuring tapes before um, to get the total length of the fish. And then a hero shot, which would be, uh, you know, kind of the, the photos that you see posted at Northwoods Bay, guys holding up their fish, uh, might be a particular side that needs to be facing the camera. Um, and then as well as that, the relief video, which would just be a short video of you actually, you know, uh, physically releasing the fish. Um, and then the tournament host has the, uh, has the latitude or the options, I guess, to, to determine what is viewable by the other participants in the tournament. Um, you know, sometimes the background of an image when doing a hero shot can kind of give up where you're at or, um, you know, different things like that. So they can, they can pick and choose on, on what people can see or if they can see anything at all. Um, like Nick, Nick mentioned the, the live leaderboard, which is con- continuously updating as teams move up and down the, the ranks can be, can be disabled, um, and then re-enabled to, uh, you know, create, create that suspense or, um, you know, drop people into the, you know, the final kind of get together to, to crown the winner. So. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's kind of the the nuts and bolts behind the app, and then everything else is just kind of bells and whistles. So, Nick, is there any particular type of tournament that uh, that re- tends to require that video? It's solely up to the director of the tournament. Um, I know the Knights of Columbus; they were going to do it just to kind of ensure, um, you know, more more of the integrity piece of it. But I think uh, they they kind of listened to the. The local people that were fishing the tournament, and they didn't really want want it just because of uh, the doing the three shots, you know, making it visible. And, and Aaron Schmitz from Northwoods Bay ran the last four tournaments last summer without using the release video, and everything works. So I think it's kind of uh, if it's if it's not broke, don't try to fix it kind of deal. So I can anticipate, you know, possibly a time when you get into maybe doing some musky tournaments. I mean, that's a that's a fish that, you know, most musky anglers, they're very serious about catch and release, and it might be something that they would require. Yeah, yep, yeah, absolutely. All right, so each of you, I'm sure, have different roles within the company, so can you each explain what your roles are? <laughs> yeah, so... Sure. <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. <laughs> well, I'm kind of more in the, in the sales aspect of it, and I would say the, the education piece of it, I... Um, I've been kind of a personal representative to to the fishing tournaments. I'll go to the rules meeting, help educate the, the fishermen on how to use the app. I think the the biggest challenge for us in, in learning is and how how the best way to educate the the people using the app. Yeah, so I've been I've been trying to make some sales calls too, doing some cold calls, uh, talking to people about their tournaments, and uh, you know it's, it's kind of the way of the future. I think. Um, you know, it's 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 sometimes it's a hard sell because people, their tournament directors like to 
you know, have have the weigh in and have that, uh, you know, kind of the the, the weigh in show, I guess. But um, you know, as far as the conservation piece and, and this hot weather, sometimes it makes it easy. So, you know, with, with the backwood turn that we just did. So, what about you, Mike? Yeah, yeah. So what Nick didn't mention, he's the extroverted, uh, better looking one of us. So, so he, <laughs> he, he's the one out, you know. He, he is a fine looking gentleman, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so Nick, you know, Nick, Nick speaks the, the language and understands, you know, the expectations better than, than I do. I, I'm not a tournament angler. However, I, I have a passion, you know, for, uh, um, you know, doing, doing coding and, and stuff like that. So we kind of combined them in, and, uh, uh, became a good mix, so so he'll go out and he'll get you know get the feedback and what the requirements are, and, and uh, sometimes he comes back to me, or oftentimes he comes back to me and says, "Well, we need to do this, this, and this." And my first inclination is that's not possible, uh, <laughs> but I enjoy the challenge, and and you know we figure it out and and how to make things work and make it better for the tournament host and the anglers, and um, you know straight, you know make sure that we maintain integrity uh, integrity of these tournaments and and make it fun for everybody. So. Yeah, that's kind of the, the duo that we have in place uh, currently. It's, it's a lot of fun. Much more with Nick and Mike from Tourney Angler later in the show. But up next, we're going to talk about Schumer's Backwoods Bar and Grill Barkley Kendall Memorial Tournament this past Saturday in Lake Plantagenet. I got the details from Tourney Angler. We'll take a look at a tough day of fishing next. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Welcome back to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Schumer's Backwoods Bar and Grill had the Backwoods Bar Barclay Kendall Memorial Fishing Tournament on Lake Plantagenet on Saturday. They, at the last second, decided to bring in Tourney Angler rather than have a weigh-in, do a catch, photo, and release format because of the 90-some degree temps and wanting to keep the fish as safe as possible. Congratulations to Wyatt Wilcox and Jordan Schuver. Team Backdoor Bait, they won the tournament with a weight of 15.19 pounds. Their big fish was the big fish of the tournament as well, 6.55 pounds. Runner-up, Josh Coons and Jason Hadrava, Team J&J. They had 12.78 pounds, a big fish of 6.34 pounds. Too hot to fish, Joe Dukek and Tony Mergeman took bronze. They had 11.94 pounds, and the big fish was uh, 6.14 for them. Ron Burgundy. Dave Zothman and James Forenbacher had 11.77 pounds to finish fourth. Very consistent. Their big fish was 2.54 pounds, so pretty much every one of their fish was around that weight. And rounding out the top five, Josh Opatz and Jeremy Segura. Their team name, Opatz Segura. 11.71 pounds with a big fish of 5.95 pounds. In sixth, Al Binkley and Luke Lyme, Team J-E-R, they had 11.35 pounds, and they had a fish over six, 6.14. Young Guns, Matt Newell and Will Annette took seventh. Gone Fishing, Chad Benson and Joe Edlin took eighth. Coming in ninth, Leaping Walleye, Buck Leaper and John Ross, and rounding out the top ten, Pete, Repeat, and Three-Pete? Nope, no Three-Pete. Dan Fuller and Logan Olson end up tenth. Tough day on the water with those temperatures, as you might imagine. Only 109 total fish caught amongst the 60 teams. The average weight, 2.45 pounds. The average fish count per team, less than 2, 1.82. The average weight per team, 4.45 pounds. They had 14 teams that did not get a registerable fish. I don't know if registerable is a word. It is now. 
Thanks to Nick and Mike and Tony Angler for getting that info to me. We're going to check back in with them as we continue discussing this new program that is being used in fishing tournaments all over Paul Bunyan country. Tony Angler, they'll be responsible for declaring the winner at the 20th Annual Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic this Saturday. This is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Okay, you guys came up with the idea. You started working together. How did you take it from, hey, we've got an idea, into, hey, we've got a product that we're running in a bunch of tournaments this year? How, how did this uh, all happen? Yeah, so I I didn't really have a great relationship with uh, Northwoods Bait until, until I kind of sent the, I mean, I'd stop there and buy a bait, of course, but I sent the idea as just kind of a Facebook message to Northwoods Bait, you know, during the COVID times when uh, the Eagles was canceled, the Backwoods was canceled, and just like, hey, you know, what do you guys think about using this? And um, Aaron Aaron Schmitz from Northwoods says, uh, yes. Let's uh, let's try it, and uh, we did uh, the first Derby Dash. I think it was in I can't remember. There was a couple that ran together. There was one in May and one in June, and uh, we ran those tournaments, and um, they they ran very successfully. And uh, we also got some, you know, I think the first one we had uh, the hero shot involved, and then as we got farther down the road, the other tournaments, we took the hero shot off the. Uh, to not make it visible to all the anglers, just you know, to, to keep people um, making sure they're not seeing where the other fishermen were fishing. And, and uh, but no, it's that's that's kind of how it rolled. Is we just kept doing that, and then Aaron, um, you know, with his relationship with the fishing community, um, helped us get into some other other tournaments like the Knights of Columbus and United Way and and uh, the BSU one that's coming up too. So pretty cool. Yeah, the war on the shore, and that, what's interesting about that, that was strictly a Lake Bemidji tournament. Now, I guess you're going to open it up to other BSU football fans who want to help uh, on other lakes because of the app, right? Yep, absolutely. Um, we talked to Pat Morris, uh, one of the coaches for the football team, and they're going to have a local division, which is going to be, I think it's, I haven't got the rules technically yet, but it was, I believe it's Hubbard, Cass, and Beltrami, so they'll do like a local division, and then they're going to put out a national division. And I'm kind of hoping, you know, if we get a whole bunch of national teams, they'll kind of help promote turning or two to kind of different geographic parts of the United States. So it'll be fun to fun to see how that rolls out, and uh, you know, try to try make it entertaining as possible. So. It sounds like mainly so far it's been walleye tournaments, or have you done a number of different species yet? Um, we've done. Just walleye tournaments. Um, I've tried to put out a couple, like family resort tournaments with multi species, but they, I think they start fishing and then they're like, "Well, they're just going to keep on fishing." And not, you know, enter <laughs> fishing the fishing app. So, um, but I think with this uh, BSU it's going to be. Oh yeah, I guess that's enough to say that. I guess we did do a bird bash. So, and then the high school, but, it's been random ones. It's hard to keep track, but we had a. Uh, Oh, boy, I don't remember. I don't recall, but it was uh, smallmouth and largemouth bass high schoolers last summer. At one point, I think it was Bemidji high schoolers. But yeah, thanks for reminding me. So, how do you guys make money on this thing? <laughs> <laughs> or or do you? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I'd say to date we we are you know we're trying to trying to hone our craft. Um, 
uh, and uh, not too concerned about about monetizing. We have we have some overhead, but we've we've been uh, fortunate enough to keep that quite low, um, so that we can continue to uh, you know develop the product and 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 make it uh, you know much more scalable, robust, reliable, and and we think we think we're getting very close. Uh, well, I wouldn't say very close. We think we're there. Um, so. Yeah, that's that's kind of our next hurdle there to understand, you know, what the the, the market and, and and how best to approach that market to, to monetize the product a little bit better and making it uh, more conformity for for our users. So, yeah, is the Knights of Columbus uh, tournament the biggest one you guys have done yet? Yeah, absolutely. Well, hundred and well, yeah, no, it's it, it will be. It's right, so. Yeah, it's right up there. Yeah, as far as the number of boats, I would say. It's just sheer number of boats, I would say, is probably maybe the largest. I'd have to go back through our history books, but I want to say it's, it's pretty close to the largest. And as far as uh, uh, cash prizes and stuff, it's it's definitely in the top um, top five, no doubt about that. You know, you guys were talking about people wanting the weigh-in and things like that. I anticipate that there will be continued pressure to kind of go this way. It's the wave of the future. You guys know, nailed it. It's, it's much better for fish. Um, I think the next you know, then the next stage will be, well, how do we do it this way and still main, you know, and I think you kind of did it a little, you kind of moved in the right direction this past weekend. You still want to have that end of tournament dramatic event. And that's the next thing. How do we be able to do both? Yeah, absolutely. And that that's really important. You know, that's, that's what's going to draw people to the waterfront and, uh, and create the buzz and excitement around the event, um, outside of its, uh, I guess you call it like inner circle of, of participants and, and people passionate about the sport. But that's, uh, you know, that's where that feedback loop is extremely important to us. And, and it was actually, I, I think, uh, spawned from, um, conversations with Knights of Columbus, uh, that, that led us on to, you know, pausing the leaderboard or, or uh, truncating it so that only a certain duration of the tournament can be viewable by both participants and, and, and viewers themselves to draw people in to, to see who actually, you know, comes out in the end and, and uh, is at the top of that board. Um, and, uh, you know, as technology progresses with multimedia and faster cell phone services and such, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll continue to evolve in that space to make it more interactive and, and uh, um, try to promote that uh, that gathering, of course, especially in this post-COVID, as we come back into a normalized environment of uh, being able to see each other face to face and, and uh, you know, express your feelings with a smile and make it visible to others. So that's uh, something we're, lo- we're looking forward to that challenge on on uh, uh, improving improving that uh, that side of the application and how that works. Nick, you've been in the thick of the tournaments. You've, you've fished in a number of them and you, that you have uh, actually run run the uh, software for as well. Um, what's the feedback you're getting as far as uh, anglers being able to see what's going on? Do they appreciate that? Do they not like it? Uh, how do they feel about it? Well, I think uh, you know, they like to watch that leaderboard. And if they see, they see teams jump or increase their, their score... They, well, even for me, it's like someone out, someone out there is catching them. How come I'm not? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, well, do do we make a move, or is, you know, or basically, kind of, it's kind of a hint on maybe there's a there's a fish fish bite window that's happening, and you got to get ready for it. And uh, it's 
time to time to make decisions. So that's that's what's kind of fun about it is, uh, is watching that leaderboard for sure. So and that, that's what the that's what I've got back to from from the anglers is they watch that thing and, and decide if they're going to make moves or not. So yeah, it's been it's been fun. One of the things that you can do with the, with this because you know catch photo release, you can just you know go with your five or depending on the rules of the tournament six biggest walleyes. Whereas you know if it's a weigh in, you can't do it that way. Um, or you can maintain the rules you've had in the past. It, it's kind of up to each individual tournament, and they each have their benefits. They each have their unique, fascinating aspects. But uh, it does give you more options on how you want to run a tournament. Until these apps came out, this was the only sport in the world that the participants didn't know the score. <laughs> yeah. Right? Now they can. Exactly. <laughs> now they can know, know the score and now they can shut it off at a certain time or just make, you know, certain, make fish, you know, the fish caught available at certain times too, just to create that suspense. So it's, it's up to the director and how they, how they want to do it. So it's, it's kind of neat. So there's a few different apps out there, obviously, and 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 yours is web based. Um, so what would you say is the advantage of Tourney Angler? Sure, uh, yeah, and, and Nick and I have discussed this quite a bit on on whether or not this this product is more or less commoditized and, and we shouldn't be in the space. But where where we think that we can, uh, you know, create, uh, you know, a, a, a viable product is in the fact that that we are very. Uh, uh, malleable we can change we can change the app um and, and how it how it faces not only the anglers but the host um per their specific need it, it's not a large cumbersome drawn out process for us to to quickly pivot and uh and, and uh kind of change the um the way the app works functions looks or or uh um get the, the feedback back to the angler so um we think that we think that's kind of our niche right there is that is that we can uh we can customize it for for your needs and uh and continue to rapidly develop ways to to draw people into uh you know establishments like backwoods for their for their walleye derby without having to weigh in at the end and and, and still create the the buzz and the excitement of of the tournament while still doing a you know catch folder release um process so that's uh that's our that's our angle no pun intended <laughs> Okay. If I'm a tournament director or maybe I'm thinking about running a tournament to fundraise and I want to know more about Tourney Angler, what do I do next? They can contact us. They can email us at info at tourneyangler.com. They can Facebook message us. Or we got, if you go to our website at tourneyangler.com, you can, uh, there's a little contact sheet on there too. Just drop your, drop your name and number and we'll get right back to you. And, on your tournament, make it make it a success. Nick Von Holt and Mike Hendricks, they are the geniuses behind Tourney Angler. <laughs> it's going to be part of the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic this Saturday. Guys, thanks for taking the time. I just love hearing entrepreneurial success stories, and uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing it in action this weekend and obviously at the United Way Tournament down the road, too. Thanks again, guys. Absolutely. Right, thank, thank you, Kevin. On our next show, we'll check in with Dave Weitzel of the Minnesota DNR. He's one of the key movers and shakers with the DNR's Panfish Initiative, which has resulted, of course, in those new panfish regs on about 100 lakes around the state of Minnesota, many in our area, with the goal, of course, getting bigger panfish. We'll see how the implementation has gone and what the goals are, and we'll hear from a couple of Knights of Columbus members, Joe Ski and John, 
as we prepare you for Saturday's big day, the 20th anniversary celebration of the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to the podcast so you can listen whenever it's convenient for you and get bonus content too. Go to Podcast One or to the Pod MN app, which will also give you access to hundreds of Minnesota-based podcasts. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for being here. Fish hail, bump, bump.